Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of The Optimist. I'm very excited to uh, talk to you guys today about the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Cannot wait. Uh, We got a lot of great storylines coming into this game with the Kelsey brothers matching up against one another. Uh, You got Jason Kelsey, the Eagles center, and obviously Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he is the best tight end in football. Uh, So can't wait for that storyline. You got Andy Reid facing off against his former team in the Philadelphia Eagles. So that should be fun. But, yeah, just can't wait uh, to talk to you guys about all of that good stuff. But first, I'm going to start it off with talking about some basketball. Uh, Go into the hard word here. Uh, You got the Knicks sitting in at 29 and 26 on the season after their big win over the 76ers on Sunday. Uh, They were down by 21 points against Philadelphia, who are now 34 and 18 on the season, but they came storming back behind a big performance from Julius Randle who dropped 24 points, and then Jalen Brunson, who scored 21 in the game. Uh, Brunson scored 41 on Saturday against the Clippers in the Knicks' heartbreaking loss, and then he comes back, scores 21 against Philly in their 11-point win. Uh, So that was an impressive performance uh, by the Knicks and Jalen Brunson. But again, you know, the Knicks are playing good basketball. I mean, they've had some stretches where they're, they've been good and, you know, everything's going well. And then, you know, they lose a couple in a row, but they've beaten some big time teams. They've beaten the Celtics, the 76ers. Uh, they've beaten some other teams uh, that are atop the uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, so, They're playing good basketball. I think Jalen Brunson has helped the Knicks a lot uh, and helped them improve in ways that, you know, the Knicks were hoping to improve. Uh, Obviously, he's given them a big boost in the backcourt. You just couldn't have asked for more from Jalen Brunson. A huge all-star snub. I I can't believe that he didn't make the all-star team. Uh, Just an incredible performer. Uh, and he's given the Knicks stability in the backcourt, which was something they needed uh, going into the season. If you remember correctly, uh, Alec Burks, uh, who is now with the Pistons, was playing point guard for most of the season for the Knicks last year, and that just didn't work out. But now you have a backcourt of Brunson quickly. So they've been they've been good. They've been good, and I mean, Emmanuel quickly is a special talent too, uh, and he can shoot. So it's been uh, a good season for the Knicks. They're three games over 500. Got to keep it going. They're in the seventh spot in the Eastern Conference right now. So should be interesting to see how they do as we head down the stretch here. It's almost the All-Star break about a, about a week away. I want to say a week or two away, but 
They play the Magic tonight. That should be another good game with Orlando, a team that's up and coming uh, with Paulo Boncaro, who's had a nice season uh, in his first year out of Duke, Wendell Carter, and Cole Anthony, who's improved a lot this year. So should be uh should be interesting to see what happens here. But a good win by the Knicks over the 76ers, and tonight they will be in Orlando to play the Magic. So now let's take a look around the NBA here. So we got Knicks 76ers. Let's look up the NBA standings. As we are now in February. Uh, the one seed in the East are the Celtics at 38 and 16. The Bucks are the two seed, 37 and 17. 76ers are the three, 34 and 18. Cavaliers sitting at 34 and 22. The Nets, who made a huge trade, giving away Kyrie Irving the other day to the Mavericks, are sitting at 32 and 21. Heat are 29-25 and 25 in the sixth and final playoff spot. And the Knicks are 29-26 and 26 in the seventh spot. And then the 8-9-10, you have the Hawks at 27-27, and 27, Bulls at 26-27, and 27, and the Indiana Pacers at 25-30. and 30, And then the Raptors are there too at 25-30. and 30. So they're the Eastern Conference. Uh, in the Western Conference, you have the Denver Nuggets, the one seed, sitting at 37 and 17. The two seed, you have the Grizzlies at 32 and 21. Then in the three seed, you have the Kings having a great season so far at 30 and 23. Then the Clippers at 4, 31 and 26. Mavericks at 29 and 26. Suns at 29 and 26. Warriors at 28 and 26. And then 8, 9, 10, you have Timberwolves, Pelicans, Jazz. So it should be a very interesting stretch of games here. Uh, obviously, April, the regular season, concludes, but there will be two months of hardcore basketball and you know seeing um, what seeds these teams get and just, you know, identifying the best teams from both the East and the West. I can't wait to see it unfold. Uh, but I really like the Denver Nuggets and what they have with Nikola Jokic, uh, who is one of the best players in basketball, if not the best. Uh, and then Aaron Gordon, who's had a really nice season for Denver. So should be interesting to see what happens here. But basketball is picking up. Obviously, I want to get to the Kyrie Irving trade now. Uh, he goes to the Mavericks after requesting a trade. It looked like the Nets weren't going to re-sign him to the four-year deal worth $198 million. So they decided to ship him off, get something back for him. And the trade was Kyrie Irving to the Mavs for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and two first-round picks in 2027 and 2029 so not a bad trade uh for the nets but again the mavericks get a superstar in kyrie irving and we'll see how kyrie 
and Luka Doncic do together. Uh, it should be interesting to see how they mesh. Obviously, they're two ball-handling, uh, two ball-dominant guards. So we'll see. It might it might work out, and it might get them get them to the finals, or it might lead to a first-round exit. Uh, one thing I can guarantee is that they'll be in the playoffs. But again, this is going to be this is going to be a big test for Kyrie and a big test for Luka Doncic because again, as I said, it's it's not easy going from the main guy to having you know a counterpart that is as ball dominant as Kyrie is and with the ego Kyrie has. I mean, it's not easy. He's bounced from team to team now. Uh, he was on the Cavaliers, won a ring with them, uh, him and LeBron. Uh, coming back from a 3-1 deficit in 2016. And then he went to the Celtics where everyone thought he would stay. And that didn't pan out. And then he wanted to come to the Nets with Kevin Durant. And what more could you ask? I mean, you're in Brooklyn with, you know, one of the best players in the league. And it just didn't work out. So, you know, uh, back to the drawing board. So Kyrie Irving going to the Dallas Mavericks. He'll make his debut tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Clippers in LA. So should be fun. Should be a fun one. But tonight, uh, we have LeBron James chasing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. He's 36 points away. The Lakers play the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, tonight on TNT at 10 o'clock. So if you can, tune into that one. I think he'll break the record tonight. Uh, only 36 points away. Uh, you know, you know that'll be a fun one. and. Adam Silver did say that it's going to be on almost all the NBA platforms and you'll be able to see it live, but uh, they play they play tonight against Oklahoma City and I think he'll be able to get it tonight. I mean, it's I believe it's a home game too, uh, so, so we'll see. Uh, and Blake says he's not getting 36 tonight, which... I mean, again, I could I could believe, but I mean, with the scoring record in sight, I think they're gonna try to uh, you know do the best they can to give him the ball and you know let him get that record because that's at the forefront of everyone's mind right now. But again, uh. I, I think LeBron's going to get the record tonight. Again, I might be wrong. It might be next game. But I think they're going to do everything in their power to let him get that record tonight. And, I mean, everyone knows he's been eyeing it uh, for a long time, too. So this is something that he wants to uh, he wants to be able to accomplish, and he will either tonight or the next game they play. So, yeah. But anyway, so that's that's all I got for the basketball talk. Um, but now I'm going to move on to the Rangers, who had a big win last night in 
their first game back from the All-Star break. They win it 5-4 to four over the Calgary Flames. Um, the Rangers were up one nothing. They were up two to one. They were up three to two. Then they fell behind four to three. Uh, but Mika Zabenejad scored his second goal of the game on a great feed from Artemi Panarin, making it four to four. And then the next goal was scored by Alexi Lafreniere, uh, who won the game in overtime, and it was a thriller. Uh, I mean, this game, you know, could not have been, could not have had more. I mean, Jacob Truba, the Rangers defenseman, uh, delivering big hit after big hit, uh, and the the Flames being upset with that and trying to retaliate. But I mean, they were every hit Truba delivered uh, was a great hit, and it was it was a great game all around. But again. The Rangers get the win 5-4. to four. They now have 64 points on the season. Uh, Mika Zibanejad scored two goals. Philip Heedle scored two goals. So now Zibanejad has 24 goals and 28 assists, which is good for 52 points on the season. And Philip Heedle has had an incredible season. He has scored 18 goals now, the most he's scored in any season uh, in his career so far, and he has 13 assists, so 31 points in total for Hedl, uh, and he just he took over the game early on, scored the Rangers' first two goals, and he's got a great shot. Uh, he's played well defensively too, so he finds a way to uh, do the little things right. And uh, he's been impressive. For Mika Zibanejad, I mean, you can't say enough about the guy. I mean, he's just a really impressive uh, player. And the Rangers got him from the Senators uh, back in, I believe, 2017 uh, for Derek Broussard. And that was an absolute steal of a trade. He was uh, the sixth pick overall. Uh, in 2011 for the Ottawa Senators, and then they shipped him off for Derek Brassard, and that was an absolute steal of a trade for the Rangers, and he's been the cornerstone of the Rangers roster for a while now. Him and Chris Kreider have built a great friendship and a great rapport on and off the ice, and, you know, he's just, he's done a great job for the Rangers, and they really have an incredible team. Obviously, they made it far last year, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they're looking to uh, go even further this year. The trade deadline is approaching us. It's on March 3rd, so it's next month. We'll see what they do to wheel and deal some people and maybe get a big player like Dylan Larkin from the Red Wings or Patrick Kane, a guy who the Blackhawks, I believe, are looking to move. Uh, he's a an absolute star. So if they get one of those players, they could be championship-bound this year. Um, obviously, the Lightning have made it to the Stanley Cup the last three years and have won two out of the last three. But I just I don't see them making it again. I think it'll be a lot for the goalie. 
of the Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky, to carry them to four straight finals. Um, I think that's a lot, and it's going to take a big toll on his body for sure. So we'll see what happens there. But again, I think, you know, I think it uh, should be interesting to see uh, what happens. I, I mean, the Bruins are really good. They're on pace for 132 points, record-setting uh, this year. So they've had an incredible season. The Devils are a team to look out for, too. They won 5-4 to four in overtime uh, yesterday as well over the Vancouver Canucks. So they're a team to look out for, too. But again, the Rangers' experience... Uh, along with the goaltending of Igor Shesterkin, should be enough to get them to the Stanley Cup. Uh, I don't think the Lightning are as big of a threat this year, although you got to look out for them again. Uh, and then the Bruins are uh, on pace for a record-setting season, as I said. And then you got the Devils, too. Uh, and then throwing a couple more teams in there, too, like the Capitals, the Penguins. You always got to look out for teams like that, too, so... We'll see what happens there. But the Rangers get the 5-4 to four win in overtime. They'll play the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow night at the Garden, looking to win their third in a row. Um, so, yeah, and get to uh, 66 points. So now the Rangers have 64 points. The Devils have 70. And the Hurricanes are still first in the Metropolitan Division with um, let's see. sorry for the delay but so here we go we got the Hurricanes are 34 9 and 8 with 76 points the Devils are 33 13 and 4 with 70 points. The Rangers are 28, 14, and 8 with 64 points. The Capitals are 27, 20, and 6 with 60 points. And then you got the Penguins with a 24, 16, and 9 record, which sees them have 57 points. Then you got the Islanders who won 2 to 1 over the Flyers. Last night, uh, with a 26-22-5 and record. Uh, the Islanders did also make a big trade, uh, getting Bo Horvat uh, from the Canucks uh, for Anthony Beauvillier, Aturati, and a first-round pick. So that was a big trade for the Islanders. Let's look up. Sorry, I'm a little all over the place today. Let's look up Bo Horvat's stats from this season. So this season he has 31 goals and 23 assists, which is good for 54 points. So this guy, he can play. He can play, and the Islanders knew that they needed a guy that can go alongside Matt Barzell. So, uh, yeah. So, Bo Horvat, great pickup for the Islanders. They did sign him 
to an extension also, eight years, $68 million. So uh, good for Bo Horvat and the Islanders. They needed they needed that, so good for them. But again, as we go back to the standings, um, so you have the Islanders with 57 points, the Flyers with 51, and then the Blue Jackets at the bottom with 34. Um, then in the Atlantic Division, you have the Bruins, who are just having an unreal season, uh, 39-7-5 with 83 points. Uh, that's just unheard of. Uh, and as I said before, they're set to uh, break records. Then you have the Maple Leafs sitting at 31, 13, and 8. Uh, Toronto has 70 points. And then the Lightning, you know, they're still there. Can't discount them at all. They're 32, 16, and 1 with 65 points. Then you have the Sabres who are having a much better season. They have some up-and-coming young players. Um, they have Owen Power, I believe his name is. He's been he's been good. So the Sabres are 26-20-4 with 56 points. The Panthers are 25-22-6 with 56 points. Uh, and then you have the Senators with 51 points, Red Wings with 50, and then the Canadians with 44. <laughs> uh, so, and then you go to the Western Conference. Uh, you have the Dallas Stars sitting at 29, 13, and 10 uh, with 68 points. If you remember that Rangers-Stars game, that was unbelievable where Keandre Miller scored with 0.9 seconds left in the game, and then Adam Fox scored to win it in overtime. Uh, that was a game I'll never forget. I mean, that was absolutely crazy. Uh, and then you have second, you have the Winnipeg Jets, 32-19-1 with 65 points. Then third, you have the Minnesota Wild, 27-18-4 with 50, 58 points. Then the Avalanche with 57 points, Predators with 54, Blues with 49, Coyotes 40, and then the Blackhawks with 34 points. And as I said earlier, they'll have to decide um, if they will trade Patrick Kane, who is still deciding whether he wants to stay or go. But I, I think it would be a good decision for him to leave and try to get uh, – a Stanley Cup with another team. Obviously, he's won with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, they they won early in his career. So now I think he should go elsewhere, maybe to the Rangers, maybe to another team like the Bruins, uh, somewhere on the East Coast, uh, to try and win a Stanley Cup. So we'll see what we'll see what happens there. Then you go to the Pacific Division. The Kraken, in their second year of existence, have 63 points. The Kings have 63 points. The Golden Knights with 62. Oilers with 60. And then the Flames, who the Rangers beat last night with 58 points. Then there's a big drop-off with the Canucks at 44 points. Sharks at 41 points. And Ducks at 38 points. So, uh, yeah. 
So let's see here. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I got for the hockey talk. And now we'll move to the moment everyone's been waiting for, which is talking about the Super Bowl. And I can't wait for this Super Bowl. It's going to be one for the ages. Uh, I mean, there is not much separating these two teams. I'm just trying to get back to my notes here. Uh, I lost them somewhere. Oh, here they are. So some of the things I wrote down in my uh, Chiefs versus Eagles preview uh, is that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is activated for the Chiefs. Uh, so they get him back. McCall Hardman won't play. That's a that's a big miss for the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, he can run a lot of different plays. He could they could you know deploy him in a lot of different ways. They could hand him the ball. He can run uh, for days, and you know they can. As I said, they can deploy him in different ways. And Andy Reid loves those types of guys that he can uh, deploy in different ways. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Cole Hardman won't play. Kadarius Tony will be in the lineup for Kansas City, and so will LeJerry Sneed, the good cornerback from uh, Kansas City. He's been huge for the Chiefs this year, um, and he'll be tasked with stopping A.J. Brown on the other side who uh, has had a great year for Philadelphia. And I I forget where it was, but somebody asked the question, if A.J. Brown wasn't on the Eagles, would they still be in the Super Bowl? And they, they all said yes, obviously. But why is that even a question? You know, and, and you know, you, you saw Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs. You saw, um, obviously... You've seen Patrick Mahomes with Tyreek Hill, uh, now Tua Tagovailoa with Tyreek Hill. So obviously there's no question that without A.J. Brown, they would not be the same team. So um, th- there's no question there. But Jerry Sneed, look out for him versus A.J. Brown. I That's a key matchup right there. I think at the end of the day, that that's going to be a big factor uh right there on the outside. And another big factor will be if the Eagles can get to Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, they have 78 sacks this season, which is um, first in all of football. So if they can get to Mahomes and uh, bother him and get a couple sacks on him, then they'll have a good chance at winning. I mean, Hassan Reddick has just caused so much havoc. You still have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, uh, Josh Schwett, who's had a great year as well. So uh, you got a great front four. But again, in in my opinion, I think Mahomes is going to have to come out with a better effort than he did uh, a couple years ago against the Buccaneers when Tampa Bay really took it to them, beating them 31-9. to And the Chiefs weren't able to figure out that Buccaneers defense. So will it be 
will it be a similar thing to uh, what the Buccaneers defense did to the Chiefs, or will the Chiefs come up with game plans to stop the Eagles' front four and uh, give Patrick Mahomes time? So that's going to be a big question mark. I mean, again, in my opinion, this is a big legacy game for Mahomes. It's his third Super Bowl. It's Jalen Hurts' first. So that, that'll factor in as well. But again, if they if they lose another Super Bowl, then you know, you don't want you don't want Mahomes uh becoming like Aaron Rodgers who's, you know, only won one. And I, I don't think that'll be the case. I think he's gonna win uh four or five Super Bowls. Uh my pick is I think the Chiefs are gonna win. I think betting against Patrick Mahomes is a bad bet. So Again, I really like this Eagles team. I think they're a great team, and I think I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if they won. But betting against Patrick Mahomes is a bad bet. You saw that uh, the other week against Cincinnati when they won twenty-three to twenty. It just it's just not good to bet against Patrick Mahomes, uh, and I wouldn't do that. So, um, yeah. But it's going to be an incredible game back and forth. I think the Eagles are going to put points up on the board. I think they're going to get that run game going early. I like Miles Sanders in this game. I think they'll get A.J. Brown going. But I think Andy Reid will do so many different things uh, to get the ball to Jarek McKinnon like he has um, this whole season, uh, try to – get the ball in Kadarius Tony's hands, uh, get the ball 